my fellow film lovers and thinkers. Thank you for tuning to LLP Podcast. My name is Craig, transmitting from the beautiful realms of planet Earth. Today is Sunday, May 15th, 2022, and this is episode 1524. It's entitled Suspect Peyton Gendron and Political Exploitation on Mass Shootings. Before I proceed, you can find me on multiple social media sites and podcast channels, just type in Loki Luck number three, Roman number three, or Loki Luck Roman number three podcast. If you want to contact me, go to Loki Luck number zero three at protonmail.com. If you want to donate, you go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash Loki Luck number three. First of all, I want to apologize because during one of my rants, I talked about Tyson Fury. And I assumed it was Mike Tyson, but I realized it was Tyson Fury, the boxer, when he just made his piece and so forth And um, on LifeSite News. I do apologize for that. However, if you haven't seen the documentary Tyson about Mike Tyson's life, check it out. It's very good. And even, like I said before, there's ones that had had their eyes wide open. So um, I always prefer everyone to check that out. Oh, man, I was like, you know, just... Doing a few do my routine, and I was watching a video clip of people chanting, "God bless abortions!" You know, thank God for abortions. I'm like, what the hell is this? It's like, I just really, you know, it just dawns on me at times when these individuals just want to exploit this to the core. They want to have mob justice rule over the supreme law of the land. And um, and I had a discussion with a good friend of mine on the Roe v. Wade case, and people have to realize it's not a law. It's Supreme Court case is an opinion. And don't get me wrong, we all have these, um, you know, we've all been swindled or or got conned on it one one way or the other. Uh, it is just an opinion, a viewpoint, and they used uh, you know the Ninth and Fourteenth Amendments, the U.S. Constitution. And plus, it mainly focused on the right of privacy, including a woman's right to choose. And you have to really look at this, too. Even the late Anton LaVey, the founder, high priest of the Church of Satan, had a strong opinion on uh, abortion. And he always believed in this satanic statements on, um, about Satan supports, Satan supports the responsibility for the responsible okay and uh and rather than doing with like vampires so i'm just paraphrasing uh, but however he did make a strong view on that especially on consensual couples if they if the woman's pregnant and the father and the person the man wants to be the father let it because there are cases i know for from people that they want to be the father, and the mother said, no, the woman said, nope, I'm aborting. He don't even say a word to that individual, did it right behind their back. Is that okay? Is that okay? You find it exceptional? I don't. Because even if, if, you're, if you're having sex out of wedlock, you got to be responsible for your actions, period. And you got individuals out there still don't want to buy that. Don't want to accept it. And that's a real shame. I'm not saying everybody, but a great amount, a very good amount. You got others out there want to. But you know how the zombified media, mainstream media, don't 
try to perpetrate like this is how the people think and everyone's got to be that way it's just mind control 101 but it really just gets me you know i find that disturbing regardless and um and of course you know, it was a good discussion he's a good guy and so we had that we had we talking a few things and and it's funny because liberty for me none for thee and those and the same individuals want to support firearm registration and so forth hey that's cool we say are you anti roe v wade they'll probably get triggered real damn quick <laughs> that's that same thing right absolutely and this is why i try to let the pro-lifers though utilize that case against them they will go eight crap okay don't be sensitive but give them a taste of their own medicine that's how i look at it you know they love to dish it out but they hate receiving it's nothing new under the sun i'm wondering how many of them are being paid to say that look at the higher guns that happened with the george floyd uh, protest there are awesome protesters out there and you got the hired criminals want to do the dirty work and they blame everyone in there okay the collective witch honey and both sides of the of the game love pointing the fingers at one another we gotta look at it more strategically it's like the j6 protest citizen journalists made it broke actually the official narrative and i've seen the live feeds of these so i can say everyone's watching the garbage media all this crap i don't have to say it say it and they're all like you know, I'm like, man, you don't know what the hell the real deal. You don't, you don't, you don't know what the hell actually happened. And um, but they want to say they're guilty, they're proven innocent. It's okay for them to be in a damn jail cell without due process, without having the right to speedy trial. You think that's okay? Because if you do, make sure it don't happen to you or someone else you love. If that occurs, Lord forbid, you don't be crying to me. I say, and you know what I say? Projection doesn't pay. Well, I, it's just, you know, one of those things, but you know what? I find it very um, mind-boggling. And it's great because that, when I talk about, about um, Glenn Greenwald called out, criticized the, the squad because they actually voted for sending billion, for, um, aid to Ukraine for the war. And it proves one thing, that the squad are a bunch of frauds, okay? Don't call them the squad anymore, call them the frauds. <laughs> because the so-called leftists are not anti-war anymore. Thank you, the fraud. And deep down inside, you know I'm right, but we all know too, Ilion Omar is just another globalist crap bag, okay? It's just another hack, just like Biden, George W. Bush, etc., so, hey, prove me wrong if you dare, I'd be great. <laughs> okay, well, my friends, I'm gonna see what happened over here. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be a lunar eclipse for 85 minutes, we'll turn red, the blood moon. I'm gonna have to see what time that is. So, uh, I'm just browsing through sensor.news. I encourage everyone to check it out. Authorities flagged Buffalo Mass shooting suspect as trouble a year ago, so I'm gonna Talk about that very similar. And look at this one too from Breitbart. Pelosi calls on private companies to provide travel for abortions. <laughs> well, so how much tax dollars are you gonna give to them? You old diuretic hack. Good grief, you're in the twilight zone. And uh, looks like here, Finland, Sweden, inch closer to seeking NATO membership. Oh man, in the name of the one world order, right? 
Hallelujah. Yeah, and it says here, Biden sends baby formula to illegals at border while grocery stores run dry in the name of mercantilism. Woke insanity, Disney paid for employees' abortions. Taco Bell hosts drag brunch to celebrate LGBTQ. Well, Taco Hell, run to the toilet. Yeah, so um, let's just see here. Uh, uh, let me see. We had a food riot in Sierra Lanky. Deadly as protesters beat up police, burn down politicians' houses. Damn. It's supposed to be a lot of Zen folks out there, right? And uh, let me see. I'm just browsing through. Durham uncovering documents clearly hit from Congress suggest criminal illusion. Wow. Yep, but the fast track it was Donald Trump, right? Congress, oh yeah, impeach! Bill Potatoes, okay! Alright, well, Jovic wins Italian Open to claim first title in over six months. I think that's great. Congratulations to him. You know, it's fantastic because, um... He refused to do the jab, and you know what? Let's support these people, okay? No more of this a medical apartheid. It's over. This is from the Epoch Times here. Border crisis can be fixed in two weeks with proper leadership, Representative Higgins. And real host injured by COVID jab says media don't want to hear about adverse events. That's life site news. And Dr. Oz plays a victim over Burnett tweets. Let's just look here. Yeah, I'm just browsing around, checking this out. Summit news. Pew survey, um, Pew survey, Pew survey um, finds COVID has virtually disappeared as a major concern for Americans. Absolutely. You know, we all know it's been a pandemic question everything. I've done it and never really fell for it. Breaking, he's not who they say he is. Yep, of course. They all try to use that whole white supremacist game. But I want to be talking about that. So, um, this is Just News. Trump's Truth Social Nears launch of web app that will open platforms to millions more customers. Okay, well, don't just say do. And it's from OAN. Republican primary votes arrive for Nebraska, West Virginia. Our votes being compromised. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Victor Orban sanctions on Russian oil and gas. The real life for Hungary, as from the Rare Foundation, R A I R, Foundation USA. So, um, this one's here too. Reclaim the net. Canada's Globe and Mail pushes back against government's online censorship bill. He's such a douchebag. Just give him a vibrator. It's property of the globalist. A <laughs> globalist bitch. Sorry, I just get really a bit, little bit antsy here, you know. But the whole thing is, I know I'm not the only one. People aren't buying the official narrative. I think it's good. I always have to look at things, observe responsibly. The Bureau of the Housing Bubble, too. A pop at any time. All right, well, let's talk about this here. That just came out today from newspunch.com. Buffalo killer exposed as far-left activists who wanted justice for Ukraine, hated those opposed to war, media blackout. Hmm. Let's see what um, Sean Adi 
ธรรมดาดีเอ้ยธรรมะธรรมิธรรมะธรรมิธรรมะธรรม has to say Buffalo shooter Peyton Gendron is a far left activist who vowed to seek justice for Ukraine and expressed her hatred for conservatives opposed to war according to his leaked manifesto The published memo shows support for the same symbols used by the Nazi Azov Battalion in Ukraine. The shooter also expressed hatred for Americans who opposed U.S. military involvement in the Ukraine conflict in his manifesto. How about we just throw his ugly ass in there and see how tough this prick is? According to the memo, according to the manifesto, all right? In other words, Peyton Gridron. Supports the far-left globalist agenda in Ukraine and sympathizes with the neo-Nazi groups Russia is trying to fight. On the political compass, I fall into the moderate authoritarian left category, Gridner wrote on his in his manifesto. And it's interesting because Ian Miles uh, Chong had a little thing on here on Twitter. The suspected Buffalo Shooters manifesto featured the black sun symbol used by the Azov Battalion in Ukraine. So very ancient, of course, Nordic, and of course the wolf's angle, wolf, wolf's hook, even the oldness used that. Plus, um, you go further back into Egypt, and um, according to the Boy Rice's website, he's um, pretty good in these areas too. And it talked about you know um, balance. So I'll just give you some details on that. But you know, anything that's unique, the tyrants use it. It just gets uh, bat. It's in other words, bastardized, you know. So it says here, this is a suspected uh, buffalo shooter. Hmm, pretty flamboyant. It says here from Mike Davis, disgusting and insane. The Democratic operatives are already exploiting the murder of ten by blaming Tucker Carlson and Fox News. The manifesto cites internet-specific websites and his inspiration, not TV. Has an anti-Semitic meme attacking Fox News. All right, so from Joe um, Lockhart, more blood on the hands. Yep, of course. Which hunting for cowards? You see, Joe. See, that's why these people are so. These guys are so idiotic. All right, they're just totally acidized. I'm just. That's why I don't listen to these pundits. You know, all these so-called bobbleheads. On so, um, who cares what John, Joe Lockhart has to say? Yeah, the more on the blood of the hands, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson and Fox News, this killer used their racist talking points to justify killing 10 people. Carlson won't stop because he, ex he has explained to the New York Times, it's good for ratings, lives be damned, as Carlson will be at the judgment day. Yeah, probably Joe Locker would be the same way. Projection, make me masculine. Something to think about, right? Okay, here's what uh, Kornovich had to say. The manifesto... Of the terrorist who killed people t today contains the following. He did chart of Jewish people, including me, under troll Jew, rejection of Christianity, and the mission that he is authoritarian left wing, hybrid Nazis, and green nationalism. Interesting. So it looks like a green Nazi to me. And remember, um, if you study geopolitics, um, it's funny because Nazis was a national socialist movement, okay, so, and um, it was a left-wing organization, left-wing movement, okay, so, of course, you got the, the um, ADL hacks and all the other 
wannabes, know-it-alls will probably say this and say, not just the opposite. Don't buy it. All right, well, it says here, quotes from Buffalo shooter Peyton Gridden's manifesto. When talking about his political affiliation and his manifesto, Peyton Gridden wrote, when I was 12 years old, I was deep into communist ideology. Talk to anyone from my old high school and ask about me and you will hear that. From the age of 15 to 18, however, I consistently moved farther to the right on the, on the political compass. I fall into a mid-moderate authoritarian left category, and I would prefer to be called a populist. Okay? When discussing the type of people he supports, he wrote, I support many of those that take a stand against ethnic and cultural genocide. Brenton Tarrant, Patrick uh, Crucius, uh, John Ernest, Robert Bowers, Philip Manchus, Luca, Luca, um, Luca Traney, Anders Breivik, Dylan Roof, Anton Ludden Patterson, Peterson, excuse me, Darren Osborne, etc. I have never had any connections with other confirmed partisans, though. When discussing if he was expecting to be alive in prison, he said, Yes, I do wish to see how the world plays out after all. If I become old in the same prison, I would only assume that we have passed the point of no return and will die out and that I have failed. If we do rise up against the replacers, I expect that I'll be let out and honored amongst my people. A picture of... um from uh, Buffalo Tops Friendly Market Mass Shooting Livestream revealed that Peyton Gridern had Wakosia um, Parade victims written on his gun. Hmm. Very interesting indeed. And it's funny because remember talking about about the video I haven't seen, but I do recall watching the one that happened in um, in New Zealand, they said it was banned on Facebook, and I, I saw one video channel had it, and I saw a lot of animation, you know, on it. It didn't really add up. I'm not saying that the shootings happen, but sometimes you got people, they dramatize everything. Because uh, there was like uh, certain things in there didn't make any sense at all. But um, a lot of questions on this, a lot of holes. Can it be a Manchurian candidate? Yeah, it's a big possibility. And uh, one um, news link, I think it's called thepostalmillennial.com. Came out today. It says here, Boston mass shooter threatened shooting at high school was known to police underwent mental health evaluation. So this is what James Anthony has to say. It's a one-minute read, by the way. Sorry, Peyton Gridden, who has been accused of open fire inside a Buffalo, New York supermarket, was known to New York State authorities for over a year as a potential threat to society has been revealed. Uh, Gendron, who just recently turned 18, went to a supermarket in a predominantly black neighborhood in Buffalo on Saturday wearing a tactical armor and, hev and armed heavily. He started firing to the crowd, killing 10 people and injuring three others. All about two people hit by the Gendron were black. All but two people hit by Gendron were black. So. And they try to use a white supremacy rhetoric if you hear in the mainstream garbage media. Gendron re had reportedly threatened to carry out a shooting at Sasakohana High School around the time of graduation. A law enforcement official who spoke out on condition of anonymity told the Associated Press. Human Events Daily host Jack Posebeck 
supposed to be it. Uh, Percy called out New York State Attorney General um, Latia James by tweeting, New York State law enforcement knew about him a year ago. What happened here at Tish James? Well, she, 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 focused, she focused more on Donald Trump, for as I'm concerned, that's taking care of her own personal affairs and what's been happening in the Empire State, allegedly speaking. So I'll, I'll just have to say that. But um, it is very intriguing. He did put the stuff in here that contains to the threat. So uh, Paul Zubek posted a portion of an Associated Press piece regarding Gendron, which states the shooter identified as Peyton Gendron has previously threatened a shooting at his high school last June. A law enforcement official told the Associated Press Buffalo Police Commissioner Joseph Maglia said that the 17-year-old was brought in for a mental health evaluation afterward. According to the New York Post, the same automatic rifle that was used to commit the massacre had the N-word painted on the barrel along with the number 14, which has been associated with National Socialism, officials told the local newspaper. So, based on this, he considered a left-wing radical. I know all those uh, PC, uh, politically correct hacks or William Snowflakes, not going to like it. But you know what? I don't give a damn what you think. It's just my personal view on his, on these areas. And um, he, well, he's a government dependent, according to this. So it's just very um, disturbing, regardless. Uh, we have to know all the merits on here. See how adequate it is. Let's check this out on this news here. Hold on. Let's see what we got. Oops, sorry about that. Let's see what we got here. Can I get it? Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm just going to see if I get this report here. Well, the hell with you too, right? Oh, well, I'm not gonna. I also haven't subscribed to them, so I can't really make that statement. But Newsmax did a story on this. So, um, we'll just leave it at that. Well, protests have broken out across the country over Roe v. Wade potentially being overturned, but Roe v. Wade isn't the only threat babies are facing. Parents with infants are begging for the attention to baby formula shortages. Sorry about that. Wrong, uh, <laughs> wrong, wrong state, wrong, wrong report. Okay, you know what? No big deal. We'll do one more here. And this one came from um, Glenn Greenwald's um, site, Substack.com. I would like to recommend everyone to go there and support him. He's very good at what he does. It says here, the demented and selective, the game of in instantly blaming political opponents for mass shootings. This is about exploitation, you know? Political exploitation, to be exact. All ideologies spawn psychopaths who kill innocents in its name. Yet only some are blamed for their violent adherence by, by opportunists cravenly exploited corpses while they still lie on the ground. At a softball field Washington, D.C. suburb on June 14, 2017, a lone gunman used a fire rifle, used a rifle to indiscriminately spray bullets at members of the G House GOP who had gathered 
for the usual Saturday morning practice for an upcoming charity event. Then the House Majority Whip, Representative Stephen Scalise, Republican from Louisiana, was shot in the hip while standing on second base and almost died. Spending six weeks in the hospital and undergoing multiple surgeries, four other people were shot, including two members of the Capitol Police who were part of the Scalise's um, security detail, a GOP staffer, and a Tyson food lobbyist. He was hunting us at that point, Representative Mike Bishop, um, Republican from Michigan, said, is it Michigan? Yeah, I think it is Michigan. No, Michigan? Yeah, I think it's Michigan or um, Missouri. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's uh, Michigan. Uh, it is uh, Michigan. Sorry about that. Said the shooter who attempted to murder as many people as he could while standing with his rifle behind the dugout. The shooter died after engaging the police in the, shoot in the shootout. He was James T. Hod Hodkinson, a 66-year-old Hardcore Democrat who was less than six months into the Trump presidency, he had had the saw kill GOP lawmakers based on his belief that Republicans were corrupt traitors, fascists, and Kremlin agents. Talk about another um, Jim Jones disciple, right? The writings he left behind permitted little doubt that he was driven to kill by the relentless messaging he heard from his favorite cable host and MSNBC's Rachel Maddow and other virulently any Trump pundits about the evil of the GOP. Well, I wonder why. If I listen to Rachel Maddow, I'll go, I'll go crazy too. <laughs> but it's a horrific event regardless of what people think. So, indeed, immediately after arriving at the softball field, he asked several witnesses whether the people gathered were Republicans or Democrats. A CNN exam examination of his life revealed that Hawkinson online presence was largely defined by its politics, in particular his public Facebook posts dated back to 2012 and are all nearly about his support for liberal politics. He was particularly passionate about tax hikes on the rich and the universal health care. NBC News explained that when he got angry about politics, it was often, often directed against Republicans and acknowledged that Hawkinson said his favorite TV program was Rachel Maddow, on MSNBC. I could probably say uh, Mr. Hawkins is a, was a victim of news fatigue. Oh my goodness, man. He's like, I don't read the stuff. I just listen to what they have to say. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Oh, 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 yes, master. You know? Good grief. House peasant. Indeed, his media diet was a nonstop barrage of feminine animosity towards Republicans. His favorite television shows were listed as Real Time with Bill Maher, Rachel Maddow Show, Democracy Now!, and other left-leaning programs. On the Senate floor, Senator Bernie Sanders, an independent from Vermont, divulged the view divulged on uh, Hawkinson as an inherent ardent supporter of his had even apparently volunteered for his campaign. A Sanders supporter told the Washington Post that he campaigned for Bernie Sanders, but Hawkinson in Iowa. Yeah, so Hawkinson was a big government dependent. Hey, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I trust the government along there. What a party I'm in. Good grief. How pathetic that is, right? The man shooter had a particular fondness for Maddow's nightly MSNBC show. In his many letters to the editor, sent to the Belleville News Democrat, reported New York Magazine, he expressed support for President Obama and declared his love for the Rachel Maddow show. So he, 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 he supported a Bushite. Along as they're the donkeys, the jackasses, or the Democrats. Don't get me wrong, I'm real critical of Republicans too. You got good folks on both sides, so um, I'll be fair on that. 
And one letter he heralded Mandel's nightly program as one of my favorite TV shows. That shows good grief, my sympathies. While consuming this strident and increasingly rage-driven Trump-era anti-GOP media dial, Hoggerson joined several anti-GOP Facebook groups, including Terminate the Republican Party, The Road to Hell is Paved, by, paved with Republicans, and Join the Resistance Worldwide. Yeah, oh, Join the Resistance, yeah! I want those synthetic movements! Two of his consuming beliefs were that Trump-era Republicans were traitors to the United States and fascist white, fascist white nationalists. So he wakes in the morning, Barack Obama saying, God bless the Patriot Act. It's done for our own good. I know, he, I know this man passed, but it's like his legacy lives on. God bless the Patriot Act. Oh my goodness. I'm, this is rude. This is, I don't blame like Glenn Greenwald. I know he's probably he's having a field behind this one. In 2015, he posted a cartoon depicting Scalazy, the man he came very close to murdering as speaking at a gathering KKK um, rally. Of course, this he likes a, likes a comic on Go Comics. You can see it for yourself. You know, in September um, 5th, 2015. Once Trump was inaugurated in early 2017, the mass shooter's online messaging began increasingly mirroring the more extreme anti-Trump and anti-GOP voices that did not just condemn the GOP, but, um, oh, wait, not just condemn the GOP's ideology, but depicted them as a grave threat to the Republic. In March 22nd, Facebook post, Hoggison wrote, Trump is a traitor. Trump has destroyed our democracy. It's time to destroy Trump and company. In February, he posted Republicans on the Taliban in USA, and one Facebook post just says, before his shooting spree, Hawkinson wrote, I want to say, Mr. President, for being an asshole, you are truly the biggest asshole we ever had in the Oval Office. But the ones you support are the chosen one from your perspective. Exceptionalism is patriotic. Liberty for me, but none for thee. Oh, man, talk about crackery indeed. As NBC News put it, Hawkinson's Facebook posting portray him as strangely anti-Republican anti-Trump, despite the fact that Hawkinson was a fanatical fan of Maddow, Democracy Now!, hosted by Amy Goodman and Sanders, that the ideas and ideology motivated his shooting spree perfectly matched and were likely shaped by liberals of that cohort, and that the enemies whom he sought to kill were also the enemies of Maddow and her liberal comrades. Nobody rational or dissent sought to blame the MSNBC host, the Vermont senator, or anyone else whose political views matched Hawkinson's for the grotesque violence be unleashed. The reason for that is clear and indisputable as a strident and extremist as she is. Maddow has never once encouraged any of her followers to engage in violence to advance her ideology, nor has she ever hinted that a mass murder of the Republican traitors, fascists, and Kremlin agents about whom she rants on a nightly basis to millions of people is just a solution. It would be madness to try to assign moral and political blame to them. If we were to create a framework in which prominent people were held responsible for any violence carried out in the name of the ideology they advocate, then nobody would be safe. Given that all ideologies have their misfit psychopaths unhitched personality type of extremists, and thus there was a little no, uh, to no attempt to hold Maldow or Sanders responsible for the violent acts 
of one of their most loyal adherents. The same is true of the spite of mass shootings and killing by self-described black nationalists over the past last several years. Back in 2017, the left-wing group Southern Poverty Law Center warned of the return of the violent black nationalists. In one incident, Micaiah Xavier Johnson ambushed Dallas police officers during a peaceful protest against the police brutality. Killing five officers and wounding nine others, and ten days later, Gavin Eugene Long shot six officers, killing three in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They shared the same ideology, one which drove their murderous spree. Both Johnson and Long were reportedly motivated by their strong dislike of law enforcement, grievances against perceived white dominance, and the recent fatal police shootings of unarmed black men under questionable circumstances, specifically the shooting deaths of Anton Sterling of Baton Rouge and Rolando Castile in Falcon Heights, Minnesota. Needless to say, the ideas that motivate these two black nationalists to murder multiple people, including police officers, is part of a core ideology that is commonly heard in, the, in mainstream media venues expressed by many, if not most of the nation's most prominent liberals, depicting the police as a white supremacist force eager to kill black people, grievances against perceived white dominance and anger over the white supremacism endemic in America's system of governance from the country's founding are views that only that one routinely hears on MSNBC, CNN, from Democratic Party politicians, and in op-ed pages of the New York Times and the Washington Post. Yet virtually nobody sought to blame Chris Hayes, Joy Reid, Nancy Pelosi, Jamie Bowie, or New York Times op-ed writers for these shooting sprees. Indeed, no one blamed was assigned to any police liberal pundits whose views of American history is exactly the same as that as that of these two killers, even though they purposely sought to murder the same enemies from among whom those prominent liberal targets, nobody blamed those anti-police liberals for a same same reason. They did not blame Maddow and Sanders for the Hawkinson's shooting spree. There's a fundamental necessary distinction between people who use words to express ideas and demonize perceived enemies and those who decidedly to go randomly and indiscriminately murder in the name of that ideology. Since that 2017 warning from the SPLC, have been, there have been many more murders in the name of the anti-police, anti-white supremacist ideology of black nationalism. In June of uh, last year, ADL said it had linked Otho, Tarani, Rasheen, Wallace, the man arrested and accused fatally shooting the Peach police officer Jason Raynor on June 23rd to several extremist groups for reaching black nationalism. He had participated in several events organized by the NFAC, best known for holding armed march protesting, uh, radical inequality, and police brutality. He had a long history of citing and following prominent radical black anti-police and anti-white ideologies. Also in June 25th, June, wait, wait. Also in June of last year, 25-year-old man Noah Green drove a car into the Capitol Hill police officer, killing him instantly. The New York Times reported that he follows black nationalist groups while a former college teammate recalled that Mr. Green would often talk to fellow players about strategies to save and invest, emphasize the need to close the wealth gap between white and black America. Well, I'll be very honest, Mr. Green at that time 
you're the live should take initiative on reading stuff from Dr. Walter Williams and Thomas Sowell. All right, I'll just leave it at that. And there's a little interesting history here on the Fresno shooting, this incident in the rise of black national violence. This one came out from the ADL's own, own blog, by the way, which uh, Greenwald added on April 19, 2017. April 19th, a strange day, isn't it, right? Um, police in Fresno, California, arrested a suspect gunman on April 18th after he allegedly killed three people in a shooting screen in downtown Fresno and may be responsible for a fourth earlier murder as well. The victims of the gunman, Corey Ali Muhammad, were, were all white, and Fresno Police Chief Jerry Dwyer said that Muhammad had given very detailed information to them following his arrest that led police to believe his acts. Just last month, a self-identified black nationalist named Frank James went on a terrifying shooting spree in New York City, subway system that injured dozens. He had posted material on social media linked to the black identity extremist ideologies, including Nation of Islam, Black Panthers, Black Liberation Army, BLM, and an image of black nationalist cop killer Makai Johnson. Angie Speaks, the brilliant writer whose voice voices the audio version of the articles for his Substack, reported in Newsweek that James had posted prolifically on social media and hosted a YouTube channel where he expressed black nationalist leanings and racial grievances. In 2019, the New York Times reported that an assailant involved in a prolonged free fight, firefight in Jersey City, New Jersey, that left six people dead, including one police officer, was linked on Wednesday to the Black Hebrew Israelite movement and had written any police post. If I'm, collect, if I'm correct, the Black Hebrew Israelite movement believe white people white devils. So yeah, give them the I love David Duke button. Right. I love the Ku Klux Klan or saying Richard Spencer is my lover. <laughs> I like to mock all these folks. Don't get me wrong. All right. So um, most media outlets and liberal politicians correctly refuse to assign blame to pundits and politicians who spew any police rhetoric or who insist that the U.S. is a nation of white supremacy. The animating ideas of these murders, yet in these cases, they go much further then their denialism, many deny that this ideology even exists at all. This made-up black identity extremist labels is the latest example in the history of harassing and discrediting black activists who dare to use their voices to call out white supremacy, claimed the ACLU in 2019. The PBS quoted, quoted a lawyer for the, advocacy, for the advocacy group as saying, we're deeply concerned about the FBI's black identity extremist designation. There is a mere distraction from the real threat of white supremacy. Birds of the feather flock together. Good grief. There's no such thing as black identity extremism. The same year, The Intercept published an article headlined The Strange of the FBI Fictional Black Identity Extremism Movement, which claimed over and over there is no such thing as black extremism and that any attempt to ascribe violence to this ideology is a lie invented by those seeking to hide the dangers of white supremacy. Good grief. Pretty damn pathetic. And this is what the ACLU, ACLU said, 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 said it right here too on their tweet about black extremism, black identity, made it, the made up black identity extremist label is the last example in history of harassing and discrediting black actors who dare to use their voices to call out white supremacy. It is virtually impossible to find any ideology or on any part of the political spectrum that has not spawned senseless violence and mass murder by adherents. 
The suspect killer, Dutch maverick politician Pim Fortune, had environmentalist propaganda and ammunition at his home. Reported CBS News about the assassination, Volker von der, der Graf, von der Graf was a passionate animal's right, animal rights and environmental activist who admitted he killed a controversial right-wing leader because he considered him a danger to society. Van der Graf was particularly angry about what he believed was von, um, Fortonian's anti-Muslim rhetoric. As a result, some supporters of Fortonian had blamed the Green Party leader, Paul Rosenmaler, for demonizing Fortunian, Fortunian before he has gunned down in May. He was gunned down in May just before general elections. In other words, simply because the Green Party leader was highly critical of Fortunian's ideology, some opportunistic Dutch politicians sought absurdly to blame him for Fortunian's murder by von der Graf. Sound familiar? During the BLM and Antifa protests and riots of 2020, an Antifa supporter, Michael Reinald, Ronio, yeah, was the leading suspect in the murder of a Trump supporter, Aaron J. Danielson, as he rode in the truck. Reinald himself was then killed by federal agents before being arrested in what appeared to be a deliberate extrajudicial execution through an investigation cleared them of wrongdoing, as typical, typically happens when federal agents are involved. In 2016, the New York Times reported that heavenly armed sniper who gunned down police officers in downtown Dallas, even five of them dead, specifically set out to kill as many white officers as he could, officials said Friday. The paper of record noted that many believed that any police protest would eventually lead to violent attacks on police officers. It was kind of retaliatory violence that people have feared through two years of protests around the country against deaths and police cussing. Then there are murder, murders carried out in the name of the various religions. For the last three decades at least, debates have been raging about what level of responsibility, if any, should be assigned to radical Muslim preachers or Muslim politicians which in, when individuals carry out atrocities and murders in the name of Islam. Liberals insist correctly, in my view, that it is an irresponsible, unfair blame nonviolent Muslims who preach radical versions of religious or political Islam for those who carry out violence in the name of those doctrines. Similar debates are heard which regarding the Jewish extremists, such as Israeli-American doctor Barak Goldstein, who opened fire in the cave on the Pariox in Hebron, killing 29 Muslim worshippers. Many insist that the radical anti-Muslim speech of Israeli extremists is to blame, while others deny there is any such thing as Jewish terrorism, and all blame lies solely with the individual who decides to sort to violence. To be sure, it's pretty long, so, you know, I'll, I'll be done here. To be sure, there have been a large number of murders and other atrocities carried out in the U.S. and the West, generally in the name of right-wing ideologies, in the name of white supremacy, in the name of white nationalism. The difference, though, is glaring when murders are carried out in the name of liberal ideology. There is a rational and restrained refusal to blame liberal pundits and politicians who advocate the ideology that animate those killings. Yet when killings are carried out in the name of right-wing ideologies despised by the corporate press and mainstream pundits, 
or ideologies that they falsely associated with conservatism, they instantly leap to lay, to lay blame at the feet of their conservative political opponents who, despite never having advocate or even imply the need for violence, are nonetheless accused of bearing guilt for the violence often before anything is known about the killers or their motives. In general, it is widely understood that liberal pundits and politicians are not to blame at all. When murders are carried out in the name of the, co name of the causes they support or against the enemies they routinely condemn, that is because in such cases we apply the rational framework that someone who does not advocate violence is not responsible for the violent acts of one's followers and fans who kill in the name of that, that person's idea. It makes sense because it's very similar because something like, remember, they try to do it to music as well. Like, oh, like, uh, my son was to this uh, song, better, better Than You and Better Than Me, I think it's called by Jewish Priest, and they took their own life to try to blame it on the band, you know, for uh, so-called backward masking, and, um, and it was proven that it, was, it hasn't really been deliberate. So I'll continue on here. Indeed, this perfectly sensible principle was enshrined by the U.S. Supreme Court in the landmark 1982 unanimous free speech ruling of Claiborne, versus the NAACP. The case arose out of efforts by the state of Mississippi to hold leaders of the NAACP chapter legally liable for violence carried out by the NAACP members on the ground that the leaders' inflammatory and rage-driven speeches had incited and provoked their followers to burn white-owned stores and other stores ignoring their boycott to the ground. In the rulings in favor of the NAACP, the court stressed the crucial difference between those who peacefully advocate ideas and ideologies, even if they do so with virulence and anger, such as NAACP leaders, and those who are inspired by those speeches to commit violence to advance that cause, to impose liability without finding that the NAACP authorized, either actually or apparently, or ratified unlawful conduct, would impermissibly burden the rights of a political association that are protected by the First Amendment of the, of the court rule. This principle is not only the jurisprudential or constitutional one, it's also a rational one. Those who express ideas without advocating violence are not and cannot fairly be held liable for those who decide to pick up arms. In the name of those ideas, even if, as in the case of James Hoggison, we know for certain that the murderer listened closely and and two, and was influenced by people like Rachel Maddow and Bernie Sanders. In such cases, we understand that it is madness and deeply unfair to exploit heinous murders to lame blame for the violence and killings on the doorsteps of our political adversaries. But when a revolting murder, when a revolting murder spree is carried out in the name of right-wing ideas, or ideas perceived by the corporate press to be right-wing, Everything changes instantly and completely. In such cases, often before anything is known about the murderer, indeed literally before the corpses are even removed from the ground where they lie, there is a coordinate effort to declare that anyone holds any views in common with the murderer has blood on their hands and is essentially a co-conspirator in the massacre. A very vivid and particularly gruesome display of this dementment game was on display on Saturday night after 18, a white 18-year-old boy, Peyton Gridden, purposely targeted a part of Buffalo with a substantial black population. He entered a supermarket he knew was frequently largely black customers and shot 
everyone he found, killing 10 people, most of them black, a lengthy 180-page manifesto, which is a link for that, folks. He left behind with film, with, with, with a wide variety of electric political views and ideologies. In that manifesto, Gurdon described himself as a left-wing authoritarianism, sectarian and populist. The other political compass I fall in the mild, moderate, authoritarian left category. Now, I would prefer to be called a populist. He heaped praise on an article in the Socialist magazine called Jacobin for his views that cryptocurrency and Bitcoin are fraudulent scams. He spoke passionately and central, centrality and necessity of environmentalism and lamented that the state has a long, heavily lost to its corporate backers. He ranted against corporate profits and ever-increasing wealth of the 1% that exploit the people for their own benefit. And he not only vehemently rejected any administration for political conversatum, conservatism, but made clear that he viewed it as an enemy to his agenda. Conservatism and corporatism is disguised. I want no part of it. But by far the overreaching dominant theme of his um, worldview, the ideology that he repeatedly emphasized was the animating cause for his murder spree. With his anger and fear that white people, which he defines as those of European descent were being eradicated by a combination of low birth rates and mass immigration. He repeatedly self-identified as a racist and expressed admiration for fascism as a solution. His treaties borrowed heavenly form from, and at time outright palegorized, large sections of the manifesto left behind by Brant, Branton Carrot, a 98, 29-year-old Australian, in 2019, murdered 51 people, mostly Muslim, at the two mosques in New Zealand. Grinnell's manifesto included a long list of websites and individuals who influenced his thinking, but made clear that this was Tarrant, who was his primary inspiration. Other than extensive anti-Semitic sections, which insisted that Jews are behind most of the world's powerful institutions and company company problems, it was Tarrant's deep concern about what he perceived as a disappearance of white people that was also uh, Gendron's principal cause. Yeah, so very interesting there, and we'll continue on. If there's one thing I want you to get from these writings is that white birth rates must change. Every day, white population has become fewer in number. To maintain a population, the people must achieve a birth rate, birth rate that reaches replacement of fertility levels in the Western world that is about 2.06 births per woman. In 2050, despite the ongoing effect of sub-replacement of fertility, the population figures out that the population does not decrease in line with the sub-replacement fertility levels, but actually maintains and even many white nations rapidly increases, although all through immigration, this is ethnic replacement, this is cultural replacement, this is racial replacement, this is white genocide. And I'll be very frank, there is merit to this, okay? I'm not trying to defend this guy by any means. That's ludicrous, all these uh, so people these subversified views. But it's part of the Club of Rome platform. And they're just an example. And, they're, and they're, the whole thing, if you actually look at the Georgia Guidestones, folks, their goal is to have 500 million people living on the planet. 
All right, so let that sink in. So it's not just, this is just an example, okay? So that's how, that's how I see it. So I'm gonna continue on here. And um, it says here, within literally an hour of the news of, his, of, this, of this murder spree in Buffalo, far more too little for anyone who actually even carefully read all of all or most of Gretchen's manifesto and with very little known about his life or activities. Much of the corporate press and liberal pundit class united to reveal the real cripit, the actual guilty party behind this murder spree. Fox News host Tucker Carlson. So immediate and unified that was guilty verdict of mob justice that Carlson's trended all night on Twitter along with Buffalo and Gritton. Gritton. Is it, it Gendron? Yeah, I think it's Gendron, right? Gendron. Or Gendron. Yeah, it is Gendron. Sorry about that. So, examples of um, liberal pundits instantly blaming Carlson for his murder, far too numerous to comprehensively cite. Literally, everyone warned Fox News and Tucker Carlson that this would happen if they fucking laughed and went harder, decreed Andrew Lawrence of the incurably. Sleazy and dishonest group Media Matters, spawned by ultimate sleaze merchant Dave Brock. <laughs> and I read some of Media Matters uh, stuff, even when they had a little meeting at the um, Turnberry in Aventura, Florida. <laughs> Talking about Orwellian indeed, right? So, the Buffalo shooters subscribed to the great replacement theory, talented black conservative elites like Tucker Carlson, and believed. By nearly half of GOP voters claimed the Washington Post's Emmanuel Felton. So if you can tell the difference between Gurdon's manifesto on repla white replacement and standard fare on the Tucker Carlson show, said Georgetown professor Don Monahan, uh, the racist massacre in Buffalo rest at the feet of Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson, and the GOP, decreed Hollywood nepotism, Prince Rob Reiner. Wow. That's pretty sick. Rob Reiner is nothing more than a gino himself, a Jew in name only. Yeah. Only he's good at was I show on a family. After that, who gives two craps? Glam boy. The shooter was inspired by a white supremacist conspiracy theory that Tuck Carlson has defended on his show was a verdict of the Huntington Post. Philip Lewis less than six hours after the shooting spree began and on and on. That Carlson was primarily responsible for the 10 dead people in Buffalo was arrested despite the fact that there was no indication that Gendron even knew who Carlson was, that he had ever watched his show, that he was influenced by him in any way, or that he admired or even liked the Fox host. Indeed, the long list of people and places which Gendron cited as important influences on him, Brenton Tarrant, which is an El Paso shooter, which is a lot of claims on now with like more than one shooter, according to some witnesses. All right, so um, Patrick Sarius, California Jewish Community Center killer, John Ernest, Norwegian mass murderer, Andrew Bevick, Black Church uh, murderer, Daniel R Dylan Roof, etc. He even alluded, let alone mentioned to the host of that. So, um, wow. Oh, but you know what? Looks like my time's running out here. You know what? I'll try to, I'll try to see what I can do here. So um, I'll just keep on. If I do another, epi another episode.
other segment, I will. So, um, where I'm at. Yeah, so I'm just like a little bit lost here. So, um, yeah, I know what to do here. I'll be right back, so stay tuned. Alright, as I continue. To the contrary, Gendron explicitly describes his contempt for political conservatism in a section entitled Conservatism is Dead, Thank God, he wrote. Not a thing has been conserved other than the corporate profits and ever-increasing wealth of the 1% that exploit the people for their own benefit. Conservatism is dead, thank God. Now let us bury it and move on to something of worth. It is a hater of conservatism. He copied his hero, Brenton Tarrant, who also wrote that conservatism is corporatism in disguise. I want no part of it, adding about conservatives. They don't, then, they don't even believe in the race. They don't even have the gall to say race exists. And all above, they don't even care if it does. It profits and profit alone that drives them all else is secondary. The notion of a racial future or destiny as is foreign to them as social responsibilities. So desperate and controlled was a ghoulish attempt to blame Carlson for the Buffalo shootings that in my email box social media feeds were festering with various liberal pundits demanding to know why I had not yet manifested my views of this shooting, as though it is advisable or even possible to formulate definite opinions about a complex mass murder spree that just had taken place less than five hours before, still working on your talking points to defend your buddy Tucker, or you are holding off trying your out your deflections until the bodies get cold, wrote a pundit named J Jonathan Katz at 6.46 p.m. Eastern on Saturday night in a higher representative demand just four hours after the shooter fired his first shot demands to assert definite opinion, definite, uh, definitive opinion about who and other than the killer is to blame for a mass murder spree just hours after it happens can be called many things. Journalistic and responsible are not among them. As it happens, I was, off, I was on an overnight international flight on Saturday into Sunday morning. I deeply apologize for my failure to monitor and speak on Twitter 24 hours a day. But even if I had not been 40,000 feet in the air, what kind of primitive or despicably opportunistic mindset is required not only to opine so definitely about how your political opponents are guilty of a heinous crime before the corpses are even taken away, but to demand that everyone else to do as well? In fact, Katz was particularly adamant that opine not just on the killings, but on a list of pundits I thought should be declared guilty before. In his soulless words, the body gets bodies get cold, meaning that I speak out without bothering to take the time to try to understand the basic facts about the killer and the shootings, heaping before the blame on a wide range of people who had no apparent involvement. It is exactly the morally sick and exploit, exploitative liberal mentality that drive the discourse each time one of these shooting sprees happen. Rachel Maddow had far more known connections to Scalazy shooter James Hoggison than Carl, um, Carlson has to Gendron. 
After all, Mado herself acknowledged Hoggison was a fan of her show, had expressed his love and admiration for her. His animating views and ideology tracked hers perfectly with, with essentially no deviation, and yet, despite this ample evidence that he was influenced by her, it would never occur to me to blame Mada for Hoggison's shooting spree because doing so would be completely demented. Since Mado never told or suggested to anyone to go out and kill the political enemy she was depicting as traitors, criminal agents, plotters to overthrow American democracy and replace it with a fascist dictatorship, a grave menace to civil rights and basic freedom. The attempt to blame Carlson for the Buffalo shooting depended entirely on one claim. Had previously talked about, defended the view that immigration is a scheme to replace Americans. And this same view was essential to Gendron's ideology. Again, even if this, was, if this were true, it would amount to nothing more than a claim that the shooter shared the key views with Carlson and other conservative pundits, exactly as Hawkinson shared core views with Maddow and Sanders on the numerous murders, murderers who killed in the name of black nationalism, shared the same views on the police and American history as any number of MSNBC hosts and Democratic politicians, party politicians, or as Pam Fortunyun's killers shared core views with animal rights activists and defenders of Muslim equality, including me. But nobody is willing to apply such a framework consistently because it converts everyone with strong political views into murderers or at least being guilty of inciting murder. But all bets are off. All such principle, moral, logistic, logical reasoning are dispensed with when an act of violence can be pinned on the political enemies of liberals and a homicide, if a homicidal maniac kills an abortion doctor then all peaceful pro, pro-life activists are blamed. If an LGBTQ, um, LGBT citizen is killed and anyone who shares the views that Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton had until 2012 about marriage equality is blamed, if a police officer unjustified be killed a black citizen, all police supporters of those who dissent from liberal orthodoxy on racial pro-politics are decreed guilty. But liberals are never at fault when the right-wing politicians are murdered or police officers are hunted and gunned down by police opponents or any abortion group is targeted with firebombing and arson, just what happened in Wisconsin, or radical Muslims engage in random acts of violence. A definition moral reasoning that is applied only in one direction has nothing to do with morality and everything to do with crass exploitive opportunism. Though it does not actually matter for purpose of assigning blame, it is utterly false claims that Carlson's ideology, including on replacement, is the same or even related to the views expressed by the killers in Buffalo or New Zealand. Indeed, in key respects, there are opposites. Both Tara and uh, Gendron target citizens of the countries in which they carry out their murder spree. They justify doing so on the ground that any non-white citizen is automatically an invader, regardless of how long they have been in the country or how much legal status they have. It would have eased me if I knew all the blacks I would be killing were criminals or future criminals, but then I realized that all black people are replacers. 
just by existing in existing white countries, Gendron wrote. To claim that Carlson ever said anything remotely like this or believe is just an outright lie. Indeed, with great frequency, Carlson says that the priority of the U.S. government should be protection of and concern for all American citizens of all races. Tarrant and Gendron believe and explicitly said that any non-white citizen of a European country is automatically an invader who must be killed and or deported to turn the country all white. Carlson believed the exact opposite, that the proper citizenry of the United States is a multiracial, that black Americans and Latin Americans and Asian Americans are every bit as much as U.S. citizens. With all of the same claims to rights and protections as every other American citizen, his anti-immigration replacement argument is aimed at the idea, one that has been long mainstream on the left until about a decade ago that large uncontrolled immigration harms American citizens who are already here. There is no racial hierarchy in Carlson's views of American citizenship and claim there is nothing short of a defamatory lie. But even if these liberal smear artists were telling the truth and Carlson's views on immigration and replacement were similar or even precisely identical to Gendron's, one could certainly say that Carlson holds immoral and despicable views, but he would no more carry blame for the Buffalo murders than liberal pundits have blood in their hands for countless massacres carried out in the, same, in the name of political causes they support and theories they espouse, whether it, did, whether it be animus toward a police or any imperialism or opposition to the Israeli occupation of the West Bank, or the belief that the United States is a fundamentally racist country, or the view that GOP is a fascist menace to all things dissent. The distinction between peaceful advocacy, even of nauseous ideas, and those who engage in violence in the name of such ideas is fundamentally to notions of fairness, justice, and the ability to speak freely. But if you really want to claim that a public figure has blood on their hands, Every time someone murdered in the name of ideas and ideology support, then the list of people you should be accusing or murder is a very, very long one indeed. Well, you gotta, I gotta give him props for that, for Mr. Um, Glenn Greenwald. One thing we gotta realize, which hunting for cowards? That's a lot of people are good at. Blame the entire group. It's like when the Nazis blamed the Jews for the collapse of the economy. It's just as equivalent when the folks want to blame all Muslims for what happened on 9-11. Think about it really deep. Not a joke, not a game, folks. It's real. It's been going on for a long time and millions of innocent people have been slaughtered by the heads of their own governments. Tyrannical governments, to be exact. Ethno witch hunting. Collective scapegoating. That's is why I'm not afraid to call out these hacks. If one group says they can do it, don't talk about it, and the other says exceptional, then you know, then you know what? You're nothing more than a bunch of hypocrites. Right now, Chendron is innocent to proven guilty in the court of law. So we have to look at that too.
Can he be a mind control victim? Possibly. Manchurian candidate? Yeah. It's a possible chance. I'm not saying it's set in stone. Can it be an SSRI case? We don't know. We have to find out a little further. We'll go to the goose. This one's pretty damn deep, folks. And if some people may call it a false flag, doesn't mean no one was killed. So what happened in Vegas? Many people believe it was a gladio-style attack. Of course, the one who bought the fish narrative didn't like it. Still a lot of unanswered questions. Just an example, folks. So don't jump the gun. Examine everything thoroughly the best you can. Don't fall for the mob justice mentality. That's for the weak and the pathetic. It's a hurricane reformist. If you're going to have that mob justice attitude, we're a caliber around your neck to go, I proudly represent walking anti-matter. Well, that will be it. Thank everyone for listening. Plus, feel free to download and share throughout your social media networks. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns on this interesting account, whatever you do, please hit a correspondence with the quorum. For the more... I'll leave the footnotes on my page. If you want to contact me, go to luckylucknumber03 at You know, add this, the show and the episode. It'd be great on the subject. And in addition, if you want to donate, you can go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash luckylucknumber3. Once again, thank you for your time. Plus, always remember that the maniac resistance is healthy for the soul and can liberate humanity. Until next time, take care of yourselves, keep on spreading the love, and may your guardian spirits be with you.